Hello and welcome to Munsei, a K-pop podcast with your host, Zia J. It's been two weeks since the last episode, so I've got two weeks worth of news and reviews for you. I am going to explain why this has been happening a bit lately, but things are running smoother again, so hopefully I can get episodes out more regularly for you. If you want to keep updated with the show or have your say with what content gets made, head over to the socials at Munsei Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Getting into the news from the past two weeks, there honestly hasn't been a lot. Things have been pretty slow, which is absolutely not a bad thing. Yesterday, it was revealed that the KBS Idol audition program, the unit, processed voter results incorrectly, impacting the final results. According to the report by the Korean Board of Audit and Inspection, 28 of the 36 contestants had final scores that were different to the ones shown in the live finale, including three members who should not have been eliminated and therefore three that should have been. KBS explained that this was a simple error in entering the voting numbers and the board has issued them a warning. Details have been shared regarding the mistreatment of solo artist Samuel amid his ongoing legal conflict with his company Brave Entertainment. According to a source talking to Star News, Samuel was charged for losses not related to him, and he and his legal representatives weren't allowed to see his statements of account. Along with this, he was forced as a minor to attend and perform at an event for another business run by Brave CEO. These issues have been brought up in the current lawsuit against Brave, however the details were not shared. The source explained that the primary purpose of the lawsuit is still to terminate Samuel's contract with Brave Entertainment, and settling the financial issues is secondary. Brave Entertainment has denied all claims. And earlier this week, it was announced that Boy Group 100% will be disbanding after nine years together. Top Media explained in the statement that the members' contracts are coming to an end at the beginning of October and they will not be renewing them. And finally, a quick wrap-up of the comeback announcements from the past couple of weeks. Day 6's drummer Dolan is making his solo debut this coming week, and there have been confirmed October comebacks for Seventeen, Golden Child, Woods and Super Junior d as well as a solo debut for GOT7's Young J next month. Now, the reviews from the last couple of weeks, we're just going to hit the big ones more or less consecutively. We opened last week with ATEEZ's Deja Vu. Some of you may know ATEEZ is one of my bias groups, so it's probably not surprising that I like this one, but I will try to keep myself in line. Deja Vu is a smooth electronic pop track, pretty consistent with ATEEZ's other darker, sexier sounds. It opens with this intense, crunchy synth, but the verse instrumental is actually pretty stripped back for the most part. The chorus is where everything hits, with some vocal slides that genuinely give me shivers, and some really fun percussion sounds. Part of why I like ATEEZ is Hong Jung's really unique rap tone, and he plays that up in this. There's definitely some G-Dragon influences here. You'll also probably know that I love to see some androgynous styling, especially from boy groups, and that is here in spades. I think 80s are one of the most consistently progressing younger groups at the moment, and this is definitely another notch in their professional belts. Wonho came back the week before last with Blue, a really sweet, upbeat pop track. It's not a complex song, but I really don't think that's an issue here. A fun bass line, chill percussion, and a little bit of electric guitar to fill it out comes together to make this really light sound. And over it all, of course, is Wonho's vocals. His singing voice is pretty high and sweet here, and I think it would get lost if the instrumental had more going on, but it doesn't, so it works. There's a fun chanty bridge, which I love, and a super cute outro. 
And of course, it wouldn't be a one horse song without him getting his muscles out. And this is not short on eye candy for any of y'all who are into men. This reminded me a little of like older school Troy Sivan when his stuff was quite light and summery. So if that's your vibe, check out Wonho's new track. I really like what he's doing and I think he's doing it really well. Wrapping things up last week was NCT 127 with Sticker. This is quite stripped back for an NCT song with a bass synth, piano line and woodwind part really doing the heavy lifting in the instrumental. I think it's pretty clear they wanted to keep the focus on the vocals here, and I'm not sure if it was the best decision. The members do have solid vocals, but this track doesn't have the backing vocal parts I would expect to fill it out, and I think it means the vocals and the instruments all sit a little distant from each other. There's a solid bridge with more going on, and the last chorus does have some more vocals that do that, but I really think there could have been more. I really enjoyed Mark's parts in this, the vocal fry is working hard, and there is some amazing high notes and ad-libs. Honestly, my favourite part of this was the visuals, some retro neon aesthetics and real heartthrob styling that really worked. NCT tracks tend to be hit and miss for me, and this one is more on the miss side of things, but if you like what they've been doing lately, I think this is pretty in line with it. This week just gone was pretty slow for new releases, but there was a couple of big ones. Of course, Coldplay and BTS released their song together, My Universe. Fun fact about me, I had a pretty big Coldplay phase in my teens, so this was a very specific worlds colliding feeling. It's a pretty sweet, classic Coldplay soft pop song. Funky guitar, soft rhythm parts, affected vocals, and really solid synth choices. There's some light 80s influence here, but it's pretty chill and definitely mixed with Coldplay sound, which I think is a good call. I really enjoyed that BTS's parts are mostly in Korean. I'm glad there wasn't pressure on them to be working in English more, and I have strong feelings on English-speaking audience accepting that not everything will be in English, and that's okay. Vocally, this is excellent. Chris Martin's voice works really well with the members, and there's definitely some conscious choice about whose parts would go where, and that really does a lot for the song. This might be my favourite BTS Western artist collaboration lately, because even though it's not a wildly different pop style, it's really, really good at what it's doing. And wrapping things up this fortnight, Itzy came back with Loco, a fast-paced electronic dance track. There's a great bass riff in here and some really fun melody choices for the synth lines. I think the vocals do a lot of work in this track, and the members can carry it, from smooth, lighter vocals in the verses to a wonderfully aggressive chorus. Someone in the YouTube comments said this has older K-pop vibes with a Gen Z touch, and I really agree. The marching vocals, lots of instrumental variation, a big dance break. There's all these things that older fans would be really familiar with, but with rap rhythms and melody lines that are a lot more modern. I really like this, it goes really hard, and the styling is super enjoyable across the whole music video. This really works for me. And finally, a little Easter egg for you here, because I really want people to hear it. Western artist Lizzo covered BTS's Butter for a BBC Live Lounge performance, and it's really amazing. She brings her iconic jazz R&B background to it, and the live instruments really add something that I think wasn't there in the original song. Butter might be my favourite of the English singles that BTS have been releasing recently, but I think Lizzo does something really different with it, and also kind of shows what can be done with these English language single tracks. Even if you didn't love the original, I really would recommend checking out Lizzo's cover because it's really good. 
Coming up in new releases this week, we've got AB6, Day6's Dolwyn's solo debut, Shiny's Key, Elast, and Twice. But of course, if there's anyone else you want me to review, do let me know on the socials at Monse Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. That's all the regular content I've got for you, so if that's what you're here for, thank you very much for joining me. But I did say I'd explain a little bit about why things haven't been quite so regular on the show lately. There's a few things going on. My city, Melbourne, went back into lockdown, and COVID cases have been the highest they were since the worst part of last year. So in general, there's some pandemic fatigue going on and trying to find some stability in a lot of uncertainty right now. Part of trying to find that stability means taking care of my mental health, which is a complex thing given a mix of neurodivergencies and illnesses that I have. But that does take precedence over work that I do. I know I'm in a position of privilege to be able to do that, and I do wish more people could prioritise their mental health over their work. On top of these things, I do run this show by myself, which means that when I can't do the things I need to to get an episode out, there's no one to pick up the slack. Which is not something I really have a problem with. It's definitely crossed my mind to bring another person on, but that's the whole other issue. But it does mean that when things are rough for me, it's going to shake out in the podcast. Like, there's going to be an impact here. So those are a few things going on with me that have made it difficult this kind of past month specifically. But in general, I know I haven't been making the interview and discussion content that I want to and that I really love. The previously mentioned issues definitely do have an impact on that because they make it hard to contact people for interviews, but more than that is just the regular hazard of this job. People not responding. It's part of being a journalist, and I absolutely do not begrudge people for not wanting to be interviewed, but recently a lot of my requests have been going unanswered, and that just means I don't have a lot of content for y'all. I'm working on some other stuff now, so hopefully, if not next week, then the week after, I'm going to have some different voices and topics for your listening pleasure. But that's really what's been going on, a combination of some personal issues and just the way that journalism works, and I am working on dealing with both of those. I hope y'all are doing okay, especially if you're somewhere that's still dealing with big COVID issues. I hope you're looking after your mental and physical health and finding some time to do some things that make you happy. I feel kind of weird doing my regular wrap-up now, but it does need to be done. Thank you so much for joining me this week. As I said before, if there's any news or new releases you want me to talk about on the show or anything else you want to see, please let me know on the socials at Monse Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. I really love hearing what you want to see and I love finding ways to make that happen. So if you say something, I'm pretty guaranteed to try and work on it. Links to the socials are in the card in the show notes, which has all of the show-related links, and you can find my sources for the news this week in the notes there too. This podcast is produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I pay my respects to elders, past and present, and recognise that sovereignty over this land was never ceded. This land was stolen, but it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. I've been your host, Zia J, and I'll catch you next week for the next episode of Munsey, a K-pop podcast. <laughs>